0: Oh no. Hello everyone and welcome to Oh No with Anna Campion. It's me, your host, Anna Campion, and I'm here with comedian Anika Dell. Hi Anika. Uh,
1: hi Anna, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? You know, it's nice and warm in New York. It is. What what else is new?
0: I mean, today, I I, I, uh, I took a little walk around my neighborhood a little earlier, and today's the first day in, like, weeks that it's been actually, like, somewhat pleasant outside, because it has been so hot recently.
1: That's true. I could even, you know, when you open the window and the air is even hotter outside, and you're mm-hmm. like... Okay. I'm just going to close the window. And so yeah. today you're right. It was the first time where you opened the window, and you're like, Oh, Oh, it's actually cooler outside now. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: like, okay. All right. No, I can do this before I can, I can go around the block before I melt into a puddle on the ground. Oh, God, It's, so it's bad. been terrible. It's been really gross.
1: Global warming.
0: I know it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. But, um, yeah what's uh how are you tell tell my audience about you know what you're about what you do
1: and all that good stuff yeah would love to what am I about so I'm a comedian uh, first and foremost a stand-up comedian we I do actual stages I would I travel around the country to do that. I just came back from Bozeman, Montana, for instance, and um, I headlined a show there for an hour. And that's kind of what I do. And then when I don't, when I'm not on the road, I'm here in New York and do shows in clubs and, and you know on shows. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been doing it for seven plus years now. I started in wow. San Francisco. And then moved to LA and then the pandemic hit and I went to Berlin Mm -hmm. because I'm originally from Europe. People detect an accent. So that's it. That's the accent. I'm originally from Berlin. And so I went there during the pandemic and I was trying to do comedy in English, but then I saw you can also do them in German, which I've never done. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing them there as well in German. And that was so weird Mm -hmm. and fun and fun at the same time. And yeah. And so now I do both, I play both markets and um, that's what I do. And I love nice. it. Nice.
0: Yeah. Did you, d- do you find that like, you, so, you know, you have a joke that you do in English and you want to do that same joke in German. Did you have any trouble sort of like it, stuff getting lost in translation and stuff with jokes?
1: Oh, yeah. I think there's fundamental differences between cultures, for instance, um you know in America, if you don't make a joke after like fifteen seconds, that's kind of the rule. I'm not a stickler for rules <laughs> mm-hmm. I know, but um, you know, but that's kind of this like people are like the attention span yeah is you like, want to okay, hook when... them
0: really early in most yes stand up sets in America. Whereas-
1: Whereas in Germany, if you would hit people with a joke early on, they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> first want to get to know you. Who are you? You know, how old are you? You know, that kind of stuff. If right. you did that here, people would be like, I don't care who you are. Like, tell me some jokes, you know? Yeah. So there's stuff like that. and And then obviously American audiences are very trained. You know, this has been around forever. And German audiences, you know, famously are not known for being very you know used to jokes and fun and humor and stuff so <laughs> they still have to get you, you know used to it and they heckle and they try to be funny or when you talk to them and you're like no right. dude don't do that and yeah. yeah so there's differences like that but I will say this a good joke translates in almost every country. Do you have
0: like a certain joke that performs really well for both you know kind of markets audiences?
1: Yeah, I think everything. So you know how in America, I think people love some sort of jadedness in in jokes, and in Germany, people love jokes around where they can mostly you know recognize their own weird and quirky ways of doing. I, I that's not to say that Americans wouldn't appreciate, but that's mm-hmm. like my my number one um um you know observation. Um, but I will say this: If you find things about you and yourself and experiences you had that were embarrassing or that are weird, people people love people love yeah. that. And so I have this joke where you know because I'm on this gender spectrum, every time I go flying, people in TSA don't know who should pat me down should it be the mm-hmm. woman or the man, right? And so that works in both countries because they're like, yeah, I can see, you know, I can yeah. see that, yeah. and, and so yeah. yeah,
0: androgyny reads everywhere.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, you know, embarrassing. That is, you know, obviously uh, I talk to a lot of comedians on the podcast and that's like, you know, it's it's a theme because also um, I, you know, I can't speak for German stand up comedy, but in American stand up comedy, like sort of personal storytelling is very big. So mm-hmm. do you um, are you a person that gets embarrassed easily or are you do you kind of let it roll off your back?
1: Oh, no. I mean, Obviously, you know, when you were younger, things were more embarrassing. Yeah, of course. Now you're like, all right, I guess that's who we are now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. The orange Crocs. That's me. You know, whatever. You just, they're comfy. So shut up. You know, so we we get less self-conscious about certain things. But I mean, embarrassing moments everywhere. And I just love I love watching people being in embarrassing moments, especially Mm -hmm. in in stand up. People get on stages and stuff happens and you're like, oh, my God, that is so embarrassing. And then people just pull through and you laugh backstage with the other comedians because you know exactly how shitty that moment is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I love I love me a good embarrassing moment.
0: That's I can't I've me personally, my secondhand embarrassment gets too much when I like witness someone. Oh really? Yeah, I can't like watching. Um I've talked about this before, but like one of the worst things for me is, um, not, I don't necessarily have this too much with like standup because any sort of like open mic or standup performance I've been to, everyone is like generally pretty good and pretty funny. And even if I don't personally find them funny, I'm not seeing them like bombing, but what I saw a lot of particularly in college were, um, like musical open mics with like singing. And some, a lot of times people are not good and that's really hard for me to watch because they're so earnest that it's like, um, because at least if you see someone bombing in comedy, there's like a sort of veneer of irony over the whole thing. But um, I can't with like the the earnest vulnerability, it makes me want to crawl out of my skin, to be honest with you.
1: (laughs) That's actually a good distinction because yes, when comedians early on bomb and we all bomb Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like it's normal and it's almost funny because sometimes you bomb and you're like oh my god this is so bad and you're still pulling through right and you make it funny and then you see somebody else bomb and you you laugh because they're bombing and it becomes funny that way but I I hear you on the distinction of somebody really trying and not being able to Mm -hmm. and that's embarrassing for them but do you ever find that sometimes people they're not embarrassed at all they're 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 horrible at what they do and they're not embarrassed at all and you're like yeah i think you should be embarrassed though
0: yeah like it's I um guess. yeah it's like oh you think you think you crushed that and meanwhile that's, that's the worst we're all like looking down and and like looking back up like oh the car crash is still happening okay <laughs> okay hopefully she just has one more song or whatever it is. Yes. Um, but also in comedy bombing i feel like is a real rite of passage because like every stand-up in particular has a has a pretty intense bombing story
1: oh yeah my 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 first my first mic is probably the most embarrassing stand-up story as in i was last it was the freaking laundromat everybody had left because okay. mm-hmm. because that's what my what mics were in san francisco It was just co- comedians yeah and then they would leave when they're yeah when they're, they're, they're done
0: set. so it's just everyone waiting for themselves to go up yeah,
1: yeah. so and i was last because i didn't know and uh, so nobody was there other than my two friends that i brought mm-hmm. which was even more embarrassing and two homeless people doing laundry you know mm-hmm. and uh, it was so bad but you come you come off stage and you're like oh man i gotta do this again yeah. <laughs> and and I don't know why. You know. It's so like kissing no, no, no. Or something. Yeah?
0: I think I can do better than that. It's like surely. I think I'll be so. able to do better than that. And I now you have. So.
1: Well, thank you. Try.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um so you have a comedy album coming yes. out very soon. I'm going to put all we'll give you a chance to like plug it later on and I'll put all the links and stuff for that but Talk, talk, talk me through that. It's called between two worlds.
1: Yes, it's called between two worlds because that was the theme that somehow emerged without me trying to find a theme. But if I think about it, and and you know, listening to the bits that I was gonna do or maybe gonna do, because I wasn't super sure what I was gonna do, but it 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 felt like okay, I'm you know I'm from Europe, but I live in America, so I live between America and Europe. Mm -hmm. Um. I used to be in corporate uh, tech job, full on mm-hmm. tech job, and then left that to become an artist and, and stand up comedian. And so I have those those two worlds in my in my resume. And then obviously, um, with the pandemic, I was, you know, uh, looking into my general identity and I feel um there too I'm between male female somewhere in between and um I was like oh yeah between two worlds in so many ways and so that's how it kind of came about and um went to Fargo North Dakota uh, a little room called front tap room and um we recorded two nights without the audience knowing that I was going to record because I wanted to have it like a special you know event and Mm -hmm. um it was amazing That's awesome. I mean, I did have that couple that was completely drunk in the front Mm -hmm. row, (laughs) but then you deal with that and that's on the album. So, you know, that's,
0: that's, um, it's drunk people at comedy shows are always very funny to witness because they almost kind of think it's like their own private thing that they get to participate in. And it's like,
1: yeah, I'm okay with that. But I'm where where it gets disruptive for the other people. Mm-hmm. That's when I'm like, that's a little selfish, man, because there's other people too who pay tickets. Okay. It's not yeah. just about you guys. Like
0: Yeah, you know? I think I think that's a fair a fair boundary yeah. to have with it.
1: So you gotta shut them up a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. You don't wanna you don't wanna embarrass them, but you gotta be like, okay, yes. tone it down. Tone it yes. down.
1: Yes. Um and then of course you get the oh I'm sorry I wasn't gonna do it you know and you're like <laughs> no it's just right. like
0: I'm i was so I'm like I'm such really idiot. sorry yeah, I'm so yes, sorry and you're like this is,
1: I can't <laughs> yes. I can't That's exactly what happened
0: um oh. so how long have you lived in the United States
1: uh 2014 okay is when I came over so that's eight years now yeah
0: so you came just in time for the collapse for. For the, for the disintegration of the United States. Kind of. Yeah. I saw it <laughs> unfold.
1: I, I remember going to this election party and we were like, yeah, Hillary, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's going to happen. And then boom. And yes, you're right. From there on, it felt like a free fall. Mm hmm. Yeah. But. Ah,
0: <sighs> well. Oh, um, well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too heavy on this, no. on this comedy podcast. Sure. Um, do you have any like good embarrassing stories that you want to tell?
1: Um, like one single one. I don't. I mean, a- apart from the one that I already told you about mm-hmm. with the with the laundromat. Um, I think what's always good too is when somebody mm, books you on a on a show, and you arrive and you're like, yeah, this was an absolutely wrong booking
0: mm-hmm.
1: for this like i was i was they like didn't
0: under- do their research properly
1: no and i'm not saying that comedians you know you should only ever perform in your bubble because you shouldn't i i actually like a good challenge right mm-hmm. i th- that's that's how you also you know open minds and stuff but it was once booked in in a in a in a arizona um venue and it was cowboy hats only and I was like, well, this is gonna this is gonna be great. And I walked in, I was like, right, so we're gonna do the gay jokes and we're gonna do the gender jokes only. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and Good.
1: and it worked, you know. I mean, there were I I, I thought they were gonna beat me up, but um mm-hmm. they were interested, you know, they just listened. And actually one of them came up to me after the show and they were like, Oh, thank you for explaining this one thing. And finally, my wife gets it, you know, like that. I was like, all right, okay. you know, so. Hey, but, I'll huh? take it. Yeah, <laughs> but and that's one. And then, of, of course, I don't know. Have you ever talked to comedians performing in casinos?
0: No, I haven't. I haven't. I'd love to hear about performing in a casino because I imagine it's way weirder than.
1: Like a like a club, it's it's the worst. Mm
0: hmm. Talk because it.
1: okay, imagine you're in a casino and you see all these jaded, nothing to lose, uh, overweight, um, smoking, no hope left, um, gambling away their last dollars, kind of people. Mm-hmm. Let's call them—I don't want to say trash people, but you know what I mean. Like they're—they're they're really at the end of their stick. That's kind. Of, yeah, that's it. they're yeah yeah and and they're completely jaded nothing phases them anymore okay they're there with the cigarettes and they just ding 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 ding, ding all day yeah
0: there's no enjoyment in it
1: exactly there's,
0: even there's no if emotion.
1: they win even if they win you could you watch them when they go and they're like yeah, yeah. Mm. and so the casino offers comedy shows as a gift like they're free okay? yeah so that people go to that casino because they go, Oh, there's also comedy, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: you have these Where people.
0: where was this in the, the United States?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is United States. Um, this was a run we did, I wanna say, oh god, what states were those? Probably Nevada. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I think somewhere in Nevada okay. like three three or four casinos. And you do right. them you do them for like three or four weeks, okay? Right, yeah. So you live in a casino and you perform at night and you just see these people jaded and come and they come in and it's free and then they leave because it's free they they leave intermittently Mm -hmm. you tell a joke and they're like they just walk out you're like yeah all right great, yeah so that's uh, definitely that's the gig from hell and so um,
0: so do you get like um so you, when you live in the casino, so you're just like in like the hotel that's attached to the casino for you know two weeks or however long they have you, and then do you get, do you just like mill around the casino all day before you have to perform?
1: There's kind of nothing to do. Girl. Yeah. Just so you you live in that
0: casino. Do you do and- you feel <laughs> like you had like some like warped sense of time after that where it's like you go out and you're like ah it's sunlight I didn't yeah. realize yeah and you have
1: because they don't have watches right anywhere mm-hmm. so you feel like in a mall mm-hmm. and you eat there too because that's the deal you get to eat for free but then you see the food and you're like
0: you're like mm, the same wow. shrimp cocktail that there was yesterday
1: well shrimp cocktail would be nice it's more like <laughs> processed freaking sugar food yeah, you yeah. know what I mean and um and I the funny, the funniest shit to me is I always do it with a friend because otherwise you can't survive. Yeah, okay, yeah. And so my friend was headlining, I was featuring, and after like the first a couple days, I could because he's a grumpy guy, you know, and. And I love, I love me some grumpy people. <laughs> <laughs> and the first couple of days, I could pull him through, you know. But after like a week, he lost it, and he got like, yeah. "This fucking place. Why the fuck are we even here? This is not even paying well." It's like, you know, like he's going on these mm-hmm. rants. And I, I just, I, th- I think it's hilarious. It's to me, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I, before the show, I go, "All right, let's go, Steve." Oh, I fucking hate this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. I always try. Because here's the maybe I'm too optimistic, but I'm like these people need a laugh above everybody else, you know. And so I'm gonna try my actual hardest to make them laugh yeah. because I feel like we lost them, you know. I mean, yeah, maybe
0: maybe if they laugh, they'll go they'll go take a walk in a park for a second or something. They'll be yeah. like, oh, there's, there's a glimmer of emotion, so I'm gonna go do something with it. Yeah. The other yeah. thing is
1: you don't have a car. So you you actually, yeah, you can't do anything. Oh wow, else. yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound good to me. No. Um because it's a little bit like working on a cruise ship, I would imagine.
1: Mm.
0: Um but have
1: you, have you had comedians who work on cruise ships?
0: I think I had I don't know if I had a comedian who worked on a cruise ship, but I think I have had some people who I've had, I think I've had people who have experiences on cruise ships. Um, Have you worked on a cruise ship?
1: No, that's, that's my, that's my line. I will not work on a cruise ship.
0: Yeah. My, um, my girlfriend loves cruises. She's an avid cruise supporter. Um, She's been on one cruise, I believe. (laughs) Um, And uh, my family, we are not a cruise family. um, So I've never been on one. And I'm torn because on the one hand, I appreciate that it's like an all-inclusive resort that's on the open water. And I'm like, how amazing is it that we can do that? How incredible is it that we have the technology to like house a thousand people on a cruise ship and give them, you know, delicious cocktails and, and performances and all this stuff. But on the other hand, I'm like, Rats are on boats, almost always.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I never thought of that.
0: That's I think kind about of that true. a lot.
1: <laughs> you do <too>, about rats.
0: <laughs> well, my mom is very scared of rodents,
1: uh, um,
0: and you know, you live in New York too, so rats are pretty omnipresent.
1: Oh yeah, I um, see them everywhere, and I'm like, all right, I guess we share the city here. Huh?
0: Um, you, so I've I've been to Germany once. I went right. to um, Stuttgart. I haven't been to Berlin, mm. um, but I remember I Stuttgart, my impression of it was like it was like the cleanest city I'd ever been in. Is Berlin also very clean or is that just like a German generalization that I'm making?
1: I, so for Germany, you have to know maybe like all, all countries, but there's this huge distinction between south and north. Right. right. I guess it's the same in America, but um, yeah, hundred
0: yeah. <laughs> percent.
1: So our South, like your South mm-hmm. is, is very conservative. Mm-hmm. Stuttgart is in the South. So it's mm-hmm. very conservative. It's a big city. So, you know, it's not going to be just, you know, lederhosen and people like that, but um, it's, it's pretty conservative um, and they pride themselves of being, you know, really tough workers and being efficient and being, you know, um, Yeah very uh, like makes things right you know and, very in, uh, in, 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 a, in a good sense but also a little bit in the in the bad sense of like oh this is pretty narrow here right so yes I think your perception didn't perceive you uh, deceive you but um Berlin no Berlin is more like San Francisco I guess in the art days or so there's there's art galleries everywhere there's so many tourists mm-hmm. mainly you speak English Mm-hmm. so many tourists from spain america england everywhere fans mm-hmm. um and it's a little bit uh no it's definitely a little bit um they say the police can't control berlin and that's that's kind of true
0: right okay so, it, the police so has it's
1: kind of g- given up you know I mean? so it's
0: closer to like a new york than a suit yeah. yeah yes yeah, I I went to Stuttgart because my I was like fourteen and I visited my friend whose uh you know dad was Department of Defense or something and was working on the the military base that was right near there. Um, but it is very beautiful. I did really enjoy it. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. yeah, it's very green,
0: very, very green. green. Um, the architecture is really amazing, but I think that's everywhere in Germany. Um, I don't think that's specific to Stuttgart. It is just my only experience. But anyway. Um yeah that's um yeah so rats are omnipresent on my mind um okay. so are there rats in berlin? I would assume mm,
1: not that many. Not that many? Mm-mm.
0: Okay. My sister you know... <laughs> oh, No, go ahead.
1: Sorry, sorry, sorry. I I'll say this. German efficiency for sure mm-hmm. has its has its pros and cons, but I'll say they're pretty organized in terms of, you know, pest getting... control. Yeah.
0: My um the only
1: the, the first time I actually knew about rats was in in L when I was living in L A and they were, you know how at night they just run mm-hmm. across your roof and you're like what mm-hmm. the hell is this at two a m and oh, so that's, I was like that's they were upsetting like, oh, yeah it's rats I'm like uh, can yeah. we get rid of them
0: I'd, I'd like to not have them anymore yeah um you were saying no well I was just gonna say my uh, sister studied abroad in Sweden uh, this past semester and she talked about uh, she was in Malmo and she would talk about how she would like take the trash out. And there were, she was like, there are rats, the size of chihuahuas Ooh. down there. They're horrifying.
1: You know, like, what's more horrifying Christ. though, than rats to me is hmm. these possums. Oh, okay.
0: interesting. I
1: didn't, I didn't know about these. I, I we don't have them okay. know, right in Germany. So I, w- I would put out the trash in LA at night and this creature comes you know, walking mm-hmm. at me. And I knew it wasn't a cat. I'm like, what the hell is this? And then you point your flashlight and the, they have these reflecting eyes and you're like, mm-hmm. what the hell is this? And I I, I ran away. I was like, well, Ugh.
0: I don't. And, you know, granted, I'm, you know, born and raised, so I, yes. I have more experience with them. You and, but um, they don't freak me out as much. What I don't like about rats is how skittish they are. I don't mm-hmm. like the unpredictability. Possums aren't very skittish. Like you can kind of just walk away from a possum and you'll be fine. Like, it's not going to follow you. It's not going to like be weird. It's not going to like dodge or anything. It's just kind of like ambling along. But uh, the thing about a rat is that if you like try to walk away from a rat, like you have no idea what that rat's going to do.
1: That's true. Including maybe jumping you. So
0: Yep. Jumping on your leg. Rats eat meat they're horrifying Ooh, i did yep. not know that Ugh. yeah especially yeah. in new york
1: oh really yeah oh you make you you're gonna make me <laughs>
0: <laughs> make you make you move out no that is no, not my intention no, that's not good it's but all good. my true but the true truly the thing i hate most about living in new york is the pigeons um because i'm <clears> very anti-bird i hate birds oh, i'm very oh, really? scared of them okay
1: yeah. I think that's okay for me, but I'm also where I grew up. There were so like Berlin has so many pigeons, and mm-hmm. I mean, they, there's a reason they call them the rats of the Sky. I don't know. Yeah. Do they do that here? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, they're gross, but they, I think they, that uh, also transcends language, right? Rats of, pigeons as might of be the sky. <laughs> because think about it, pigeons eat vomit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Don't eat that! And they're like. <laughs> yum 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 you know like oh you're, you're so gross
0: pigeons eat chicken like they don't oh, care
1: <laughs> that's that's so mean it's, you're right
0: yeah it's it's really gross i hate pigeons um yeah. Yeah. my I, my girlfriend always makes fun of me because we'll be walking around and pigeons also like they they know that i'm scared of them all birds do i've been attacked by multiple birds what i can get into it yep i've been attacked by a cardinal a chicken a turkey, a goose.
1: Yeah, I've never been attacked by any. That's amazing. They because feel they, that you're fe- they, that you hate them. They smell yes. my fear.
0: Yeah, my mom, my mom's best friend uh, is also scared of birds, and she has also been attacked multiple times by birds. And <sighs> it's because we believe it is because we are scared of them. Yeah. But um, my girlfriend always makes fun of me because the pigeons sense that I fear them, and they swoop right next to me. Mm. they take off right above my head Mm. and I always and I always put my arm up trying to trying to protect my face from their beaks I hate the sound that they make when they take off I hate oh really yeah I hate all of it and especially in New York you see all these crazy pigeons who are walking around with like no foot they have like a stump (laughs) leg and a regular (laughs) leg where it's like they have like one wing that's bald
1: and you're like what (laughs) is this (laughs) that's hilarious i should make a bit out of that yeah um yeah okay i i get that i think if you work in comedy nothing phases you that much because you remember how you you have to be in the green room what they call mm-hmm. the green uh, backstage it's yeah, yeah. it's most of the time it's where you know the janitor puts their the, the cleaning supplies and stuff or the, the cook puts anything you know so right it's it's really not glamorous at all and then you see all these um uh, cockroaches and oh yeah. And do you know these lights? I just saw that in one of the clubs. These lights that attract uh, mosquitoes, and every mm-hmm. time the mosquito hits the light, it goes. Yeah. And it kills it, and you're like, holy shit.
0: Yeah, my parents just got one of those. It's it's like that same technology, but it looks like a tennis racket, and oh. so it's a little like fly swatter with electricity. And so you put it on it, and then you press a button, and then it. <sighs>
1: and then it smells and you're like holy shit yeah
0: they so only I do it outside
1: i think oh okay yeah yeah
0: yeah it's not
1: glamorous i'm not gonna lie
0: um, no um, comedy is comedy is not a glamorous profession
1: but you know what i kind of like it i've i've been sleeping in green rooms um you know when i'm on the road um I kind of like that I get to see the guts, so to speak, of a building, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're waiting backstage and and you see, oh, this way. And you walk through tunnels and hallways and stuff and underground, blah, because that's how you get to the green room. And you're like, oh, you feel you feel like an insider. You know. Yeah, you're really part of it. Yeah. So I kind of as much as it's gross sometimes, I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah, no, it's fun to it's fun to kind of go behind the scenes of something and see like how it happens, especially yes. when it's like something that you're a part of, which is like a comedy show, for example. True. It's like true. it's kind of cool to sort of see how it all comes together.
1: True. Yeah, true, true, true.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, no, with Anna Campion.
1: All right. I don't know if we covered a lot of embarrassing stories, but you know, I what? think we
0: I think it's it's fine. This podcast, you know, it. It is about embarrassing stories, but more importantly, it's about vibes <laughs> and sort of just accum- accumulating good vibes. And I think that's what we did.
1: Oh, um, yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah. So, um, please tell everyone. You know, uh, I'm going to put the links to pre-order your album and stuff like that in mm-hmm. uh, in the bio. But tell everyone, you know, where they can find you. Uh, you know, where you're performing, all that good stuff. Now. Yes, this okay. is this is your time to plug. You're on the clock. I'm just all kidding.
1: right <laughs> well now that you asked me yeah um i have an album coming out on august 12th it's ready for pre-order right now the link i'm, I'm guessing we're going to share in the notes mm-hmm. um and it's going to be available on everywhere you get you know comedy albums including apple music and um itunes and whatnot and um it's going to be on SiriusXM as well and uh you can find me personally best best way to find me is it is always instagram because i plug my shows there i have funny videos there so you see what i'm about and mm-hmm. um in my bio i always put the links where i'm next so that's at Anik adele a double n i c k a d e double l e anique adele and um next i'm actually performing tonight Uh, all week i'm performing at the greenwich village comedy club i'm a past comedian there and at the broadway comedy club so um yeah that's that's a good way to catch me this week
0: yeah and you'll be there thursday friday saturday
1: yeah when is this airing uh thursday okay yes so thursday Yes.
0: So then, then tonight, as in Tuesday, when we are recording, you are performing. But also tonight, as in Thursday, when you're listen, when everyone's listening,
1: Uh, not Thursday, but Friday and Saturday.
0: Got it. So tomorrow, so we'll 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 make that clear in the notes. We'll (laughs) we'll make that clear. Okay. Awesome. Anything anything else you you want to plug? Um.
1: I'm going to be filming with Comedy Central later this year. So watch out for some Comedy Congratulations. Central stuff. Congratulations. That's thank so exciting. You. Yes. Thank you. I'm excited too.
0: That's awesome. Yes. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. Well, so we'll have every, you know, go follow, go follow on Instagram and everything. And right. then, you, you know, everyone will get all the updates for it, which is perfect. Make sure you are following all of o No's socials, which is harder to say than I initially thought it would be. We are at oh No the Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and we are at Ono oh with Anna Campion on TikTok. And if you are listening, particularly on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please make sure to rate and review us. It really helps us in the algorithm and makes sure that we can get really cool guests like Anikon. Uh, thank you so much, and also make sure to check out the Patreon, Patreon.com/OnoThePod. I need to give a huge shout out to all of my amazing patrons. Grace Murray, Kira Sears, Jillian Townsend, Schaefer Nelson, Clay Moyhan, Haley Pregnell, Caroline Phelan, Davidson Norris, Deborah, and Jeff Hopkins. You guys are absolutely amazing. You're the reason that this podcast can continue going and you know be available for everyone, and I really appreciate it. If you're interested in becoming a patron, check out patreon.com slash and you too can get shouted out in this very Shout out at the end of every episode. Ono's theme song was written, performed, and recorded by Katie Stahl and Mackenzie Haight, and the amazing cover art was done by Devante Burse uh, at Devante Burse on all socials at Designed by Devante on Instagram.